You are listening to Accessibility Solutions. If you're a business looking to improve your bottom line, then you're in the right place. In this show, we will discuss how making the world accessible is great for business and the economy. My name is Linda Hunt, and I am an award-winning accessibility consultant, speaker, and author, and a longtime advocate for all things related to accessibility. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. All right. So thank you for joining me again this week on the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. I am thrilled this week to have Lorraine Woodward here with me. So Lorraine is an entrepreneur, business owner, and a lifelong advocate for people with disabilities. After graduating from Hendricks College in Conway, Arkansas, Lorraine entered the business world with enthusiasm and optimism to make positive difference in the community. She created the National Barrier Awareness Foundation, which was a precursor to the Americans with Disabilities Act, with the purpose of educating communities about their attitudinal, architectural, and communicative barriers that are faced by individuals with disabilities and their families. Her career of 30 years has seen her at the helm of several successful startups in the communications and marketing industries specializing in nonprofit, professional associations, and consumer products. She has earned numerous professional and community service awards and recognition. In addition, she has been inducted into the National Hall of Fame for Persons with Disabilities in the YWCA Academy of Women. She owns an accessible short-term rental property in North Carolina Beach, North Carolina, and another in her hometown of Conway, Arkansas. Her latest venture, Becoming Rentable, is a reality TV show and social media platform dedicated to education and advocation for accessible short-term rental properties across the United States. Splitting time at Carolina Beach, North Carolina, she currently resides in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, with her husband, Robert, her sons, Alex and Nathan, and two spoiled cats. So welcome. Welcome, welcome, Lorraine, to Thank the you. Uh, Accessibility Solutions Podcast. So why don't you give us a little bit of a kind of a synopsis of what becoming rentable is? And for someone like me who travels, I'm really very interested in the platform and how it works and how persons with disabilities can use it to find accessible places to stay. Sure. Thank you for having me. As a person with a disability, I'm traveling um, had always been a challenge for me. And I have uh, grew up with muscular dystrophy. I have two young adults, 20, believe it or not, 25 at 27. It's hard to believe that also have muscular dystrophy. So we didn't travel a lot. And so we ended up um, building a rental property at Carolina Beach. And to my surprise, um, the demand for this rental was crazy. We had like over 240 families staying at our place for the first five years from Canada as well as all over the United States. And what we found out, I would ask them, it's like, why are you traveling two and a half days to get to our rental property? And it's like, because there aren't other, you know, accessible rental properties that meet our needs. And I'm like, no, 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 surely there is. I mean, there's 26 
percent of our population in America are people with disabilities, and uh, surely there's got to be more accessible properties. And uh, what we found out is there is an extreme lack of accessible properties in the United, particularly in the United States. Um, in fact, one of the large booking platforms says that they receive over seventy thousand searches per month looking for an accessible property, but yet less than 1% of the properties are actually accessible. I get asked a whole lot, you know, Lorraine, you know, these platforms here, they only have wheelchair accessible and an elevator checkbox. But we know that, you know, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to accessibility. What may be accessible to me, Linda, may not be accessible to you. So it's not that the company can determine if a property is accessible, but only us who are looking for accessible properties are accessible. So what we started to do is look at, at creating a clearinghouse of information is what does it mean to be accessible? And what we found in the short-term rental industry particularly is there was the idea of accessibility synonymous with wheelchair. But what about people that want to travel, but that have uh, that use walkers or have autism or on the spectrum of autism that have vision or hearing disabilities? So we created Becoming Rentable to be a um, listing platform that showcases accessible properties around the United States in our five focal areas so that that people can find in these properties and also be able to travel. Yeah. And I, first of all, as a, as a person with a disability myself, um, and I live in Canada and I, you know, I will tell you, uh, chatting a little bit before the podcast that um, you're right, finding something that's accessible. I mean, if I find something that's accessible, you know, I'm bookmarking it. I'm, and that's, you know, that's everything from um, accessible accommodations to someone that supplies accessible transportation. Um, because yeah, we don't want to be able to travel, but need to uh, need to have our needs met. And it and sometimes it's frustrating when either resorts or hotels or whatever they just don't seem to get it. I mean, they'll say their room is or whether it be room or their the suite or whatever you're staying is being accessible is more than having. 36 inch door with a Liebert handle. And believe it or not, that's as low as the bar can be. And some people will call that an accessible room. As I, uh, I was uh, thinking about a, a time that I had traveled, my husband and I had gone to actually a, a very, you know, upscale resort in the Bahamas and their accessible room was a wider door and I could get in. And I got in the bathroom, but then the tub was this big soaker tub that, you know, there's no way me as a person with a disability was ever going to be able to use it. But we actually had other people at the resort, um, some seniors that had knee replacements that were saying the same thing. How do you, you know, how do you get in the, the bathtub to, to have a shower? Because, but this was them thinking that a 36 inch door made their, that room an accessible room. So, um, I, for one, am, you know, applaud you for, for coming up with a platform that is like you said, a clearinghouse where persons with disabilities can go and find accessible properties to rent. And uh, certainly across the United States, I mean, we're in Canada, we have 
one-tenth of your population, but we, um, we like to travel and traveling to the United States, especially I'm in Ontario. So if you've ever lived through an Ontario winter, the idea of going down to North Carolina is, uh, <laughs> is, is, is something that um, uh, certainly appeals. Um, so where have you got uh, on your platform? Where have you got properties listed all across the country? We, we do. We have over 800 properties. One of the elements that makes our site different from the VRBOs and the Airbnbs and the Vacasas of the world is our filters. We've identified 36 different filters that help identify what your needs are. And for me and my electric wheelchair, I need a hard surface driveway. If I know that my wheelchair is going to go on gravel, that means I'm going to get stuck. My wheels just keep us spinning. And so we, we look at, you know, from the driveway to, is there a ramp to enter the property? You know, are the doors at the entrance or exterior, are they 36 or, or 32 inch? You know, so we look at things like, I tell people all the time, I ask them if they have rugs. Because my wheelchair is an official rug eating machine. It yeah. doesn't matter if it is a small rug, a throw rug, or a big rug, it eats it. And so rugs are a, are a big deal. So it's educating hosts, too, about what information to put on their listing from a photographic standpoint, as well as from a narrative standpoint. Because commonly you know, our disability community, we look at both. It's like, oh, they don't show the picture, but oh, they say that they have this. So it gives us a reference point to, you know, inquire more information. And so we are firm believers in, in having both. And we do education to hosts such as photography, because being in a wheelchair, I want to see the floor. And so, so many times, if you go and look for a rental property, the photographs are taken from the waist up. Well, I see is that that's a lovely top of a baby shower. Could it be walking? Could it be rolling? Is there a top? Is, you know, oh, there's a grab bar. So we, you know, we educate about in the short-term rental industry what to capture photographically um, as well as what to include in the writing. So we do have a, a comprehensive list of filters so people can really look at what are their needs? I, I know it, an interesting point of view is people question me, Lorraine, why do you identify a step that there's a step? And I said, because a walker can climb one step. You know, my wheelchair, unless there's a ramp, I'm not going to get over that four inch quote threshold. Uh, recently, as of this past weekend, somebody said, oh, we're accessible. You won't have a problem. It's we, we just have that one threshold. And I said, well, how tall is that threshold? Oh, it's only about four inches. I said, okay, well, when you sit in a wheelchair and you drive and you can figure out how to pop a wheelie up that four inches, you let me know because then that's when I can come and visit. In the meantime, it's not accessible to me. But when I was 30 years younger and, and I was using a walker, maybe I could have used that. Or again, you have the short-term disabilities um, of the knee injury, a using crutches, you know, other devices that you could get into a property. So we, we, we look at that very carefully. Yeah. I just, um, I, 
But my husband and I, with friends of ours, were looking to uh, to book a resort, and and I I get them to send pictures, but they basically said that they had two accessible rooms, and they wouldn't confirm them until we arrived. So I I basically ended up telling them, look, look, I can't stay in a regular room. And then they they sent me a picture and said, well, the only real difference is the glass wall of the shower in regular rooms is a curtain in the accessible room. And, and that was the really the only difference. So then I was the same. I asked them to send me a picture of what the regular room shower was. And then they said, oh, but there is a little lip that stops the water. <laughs> little lip that stops the water from getting out of the shower. Well, that little lip was five inches. And I, when we say roll in shower, we mean no barrier. We need to roll right in to be able to have a shower. So anyway, that resort is not getting our business because obviously I, if you need that kind of accessibility, it's not a, it's not an on request. You can't just book your flight, get there and hope uh, that things are accessible and uh, pictures of things like how, what's the clearance from the floor to under the bed, anybody that's using some kind of a lift to get them from their wheelchair into bed. Can't just hope that the lift will roll under the bed because if it doesn't, you know, what's going to happen? My, my husband's going to get me up on my lift and then what? Hope he can just throw me <laughs> onto the bed. And we've, we've, we've had some, we've had some horror stories. I could write a places that we've rented that have not been, uh, not been accessible. So, um, the fact that you've got 36 filters, we're, you know, we're looking at a world where, the incidence of disability increases as we age. Um, and in Canada, we refer to the to the population over 65 as 40% of them identify as having either a mobility, a vision, or a hearing impairment. And so those 36 filters that you're talking about, you know, really come into play when you've got someone that has one of those types of types of disabilities and requires those accessibility attributes to be, you know, just as I said, if, if they're not there, they can't come and stay. Um, and so now you, you briefly mentioned the Airbnbs and the Verbos of the world, which I've used before. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think, think it's Verbo, but it basically there is one checkbox that says wheelchair accessible and that they have you now they'll do they, they have oh, they, it's wheelchair accessible and elevator oh, so they're, they're two um the challenge with airbnb is they do have 13 filters and it's interesting because validation is what is so key to these uh, larger platforms we recently did some research as of about 10 days ago, we like to kind of get a barometer of where we are in the larger platforms. So when we did some research, we found Airbnb was identified in the United States of having 660 properties on their platform. And so we clicked on one filter of accessibility, which was the door is 32 inches. For me, that's not accessible. I'm a wide load. So can I get through a 32-inch door? Sure, but you're going to know I did because I'm going to leave some tracks. Yeah. I like a 36, but they say 32. So we clicked on the one filter, 
And we found out of the 660,000 properties, they had 86 properties that clicked on that they had the service. Now, as we go into those 86 properties, again, it's self-validating and people don't understand what it means to be accessible. So they may have this 32-inch door, but again, it's that threshold. You know, it's a step to get into that door. So it's actually less than the 86. So we decided, all right, well, let's, let's look at the bathroom. Can we get into the bathroom? So we, we click on just the bathroom access of 32-inch doors. And out of the 660,000 properties Airbnb had, only 27 of those was accessible. So I thought, all right, what happens if I say I want to get into the property and into the bathroom? Of the 660,000 properties, how many properties are they going to allow me to see? Two. And so, um, which is ridiculous. And one of the reasons why we've created a certification program, we want to certify that what you say you have in your accessible property is true and is identified of what it is because people don't understand on both sides of the coin. They don't understand, oh, I have a grab bar in my tub. I'm accessible. So they click on, yes, I'm accessible. Or somebody says to their architect, I want an HGTV spa-like bathroom. And so they end up having a pedestal style sink. They have the rolling shower. Um, they might have added some other elements, but those are also elements that people with disabilities could benefit from because there is a will and, but they don't know that that's an accessible feature because they, they might not have a disability or a friend or a family member to know what that also equates to. So we're trying to educate both hosts that go, wait a minute, I have that zero threshold entry. I have the wide doors. I have a roll-in shower. Look, I have these five, you know, features. And then we can see what those are. And so our certification program, I think we hope will be a game changer and that we'll get these larger platforms to include a filter that identifies certified properties so that when you or I want to go and take a trip, I want to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico, never been, want to go, and I could just click on one button and I know that those properties are accessible. Because right now, if I go into a platform and they, they show me, quote, a thousand accessible properties, I'm going to have to go through each and every property. And after about 10, 20, 30 I throw up my hands personally. I've spent all this time and energy and have yet to find what's going to meet my needs. And so that's why we have been creating. And in the beginning of the, uh, as the introduction, you identified the TV show. What's interesting is, yes, we are going to do a TV show. We haven't pitched it yet, which we're a team of 14 volunteers putting this effort together and, um, and I said, we're not ready yet. And they're like, what do you mean we're not ready yet? I said, well, we need to show these producers who want to make money off of a TV show that we have people who are interested in this. So you've got to build your inventory. You've got to build your social media network. You have to do all of these things. 
So we're, we've been around now for 15 months. We're growing. We will get there, but we don't. We're not there yet. But what we have done and hopefully will be available in September is we built a model property in my hometown of Conway, Arkansas. I haven't been home in about 30 years because there's no place for me to stay. And people want to know, Lorraine, what does an accessible property look like in the area of walker or wheelchair autism? So we built one. Um, so we have, it's called the Little Yellow House. Uh, it's 1,100 square foot little house. And it's fully designed for wheelchairs, walker, autism, intellectual disabilities, vision and hearing. So you can touch, see it, feel it. You know, my hope one day is that we have more little yellow houses particularly in college and university environments. In Conway, we have the University of Central Arkansas. They have a PT department, um, occupational therapy department, a hospitality courses and degree. And so my hope is that we could do a lecture, then they go to the little yellow house and these graduate students can touch, feel, see, look at it and take that information with them as they start their careers. And that's how we build the next generation of understanding the value of accessible short-term rentals, accessible living, universal design. So we have a lot of, of, of big goals, uh, but it's, it's interesting. My, my team's like, are we ready yet for the TV show? Mm, not yet. Well, I, I laugh when you, you talk about that because um, I've had friends of mine that have traveled with me that some of the stuff that people with disabilities have to go through if they get to somewhere that's not accessible is a reality TV, TV show. <laughs> um, people w would not believe the, the stuff that we have to go through just to be able to, to travel somewhere and to be able to stay. So I, I don't think you're far off the mark with the reality TV show idea. I, uh, I certainly can, <laughs> I can certainly attest to sometimes I feel like I tell my husband all the time, okay, people who are not disabled wouldn't even have any idea that this kind of situation can present itself to us. Uh, as per so your platform, um, you're mapping across the United States. And I realize with 15 volunteers, that's great and a, and certainly a, a very daunting task but um i'm wondering if you can speak to the the concept of you know what if we were to look you know beyond the united states at even if it was canada uh, even if it into uh down into south america over into europe i mean people with disabilities do want to travel and absolutely Having a mapping uh, system like yours that has properties that are listed would be uh, a huge, huge benefit. Um, so have you, have you given some thought to growing beyond the United States? Um, you know, it's funny because there's not a week that we don't get an invitation. Hey, would you do becoming rentable in Australia, in Spain, in Italy, in the UK, in Canada? And, you know, first of all, the UK is far more accessible than the United States. I really, yes, to answer your, the, the short answer is yes. I really want to be able to provide the education and meet the needs and see the growth. I mean, what we're looking at is changing the way the short-term rental industry looks at and defines what it means to be accessible. 
So that in itself is global. You know, we want to go beyond the wheelchair. We want people to start thinking about the vision and the hearing and the autism and the and different identifications of mobility. Um, once we start bringing in money and revenue, then we'll have be able to hire staff and contractors so that we can go beyond the United States. And so it is our our intention and the calendar year of 2023 to start looking at that um, aspect. But we do get, you know, it surprised me in the very beginning, Spain was the very first one that came to me. And a company said, would you, we love what you're doing and would you come to Spain? And I'm like, Spain? I don't even think of Spain as, yet then we got one from Italy. And it's like, oh yeah, I want to go to Italy. And then there was Canada and then there was Australia. And so absolutely, we would like to do it. And again, the, the interesting thing, and it, and it just surprises me each and every day, there are companies who deal with travel um, through air, um, train, taxis, hotels, but the short-term rental industry has not caught on in the area of accessibility anywhere. Nobody else is doing what we're doing. I'm like, why not? It, it, you know, granted, I have a great team of volunteers. If I didn't have my volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. And But I really believe I, the people that are working with me now are people that used to work with me when I had my firm. And, uh, and they're committed to making a change and helping create this accessible hospitality world. And because of their commitment, we've been able to do this. I'm glad we we didn't go with the funding first. So many times in building a business, you look at, you know, bringing in the money and that you've got to have the money to hire the employees. And then through that, you build your business. The op We did the opposite, of course, is we wanted to build our platform. Who are we? What are we? What is our mission, our vision, our values? You know, what is needed? And um, And I feel really good about where we are today because we're solid in who we are, what we're doing, and how we're going about it. And now comes the money part, which I really, really don't like. I just, in fact, I was talking with a group uh, last week, and um, I'm like, I'll give you anything and everything free. I just want, I'm focused on education and about seeing change. Now, the other half of my team <laughs> says, Larray, we can't volunteer. For three years and five years, you need to bring some money in. And it's like, all right, you, you, you folks deal with that. But that is part of a business. And people ask me all the time, what is your monetization? How are you going to make money? Are you sustainable? You know, are you this? Are you that? And we're getting there. Yeah. And, I, and we've discussed the bigger platforms, which, you know, they, whether it be they take a cut for the for for being able to be listed on their platform or for the booking or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And and certainly, you know, I think to to speak to your monetization question, you know, the uh the potential is is there. You've got um, you know, you've got a platform that's filling a need. And I can or, uh, where the opportunities could be from that. But but not only that, the as you said, the education and the awareness. I mean, um, I I have a uh, I have a mobile home that I have spent uh, 
a significant amount of money making fully accessible for me. But, um, you know, when I think of the whole process that we went through, because they don't build, I don't know about it in the U.S., but it, in Canada, finding a, a fully accessible mobile home with a roll-in shower and a roll-under vanity and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We basically, for my husband, <laughs> my husband was, we, we bought one and then we basically gutted it from the, from the inside, um, took out a whole bedroom in order to make a, a bathroom because anybody that's ever been inside a mobile home knows that the bathrooms are notorious for being about six feet by six feet. <laughs> Um, and that's your, that's your shower, your toilet and your sink. But, but yeah, it, it, there's, you know, there's, there's a market for, um, for accessibility and there's, there's people who need those, those features. And, and so anybody that wants to list on your platform at this point, there's no, there's no fee for them to list. No, there's not. In fact, you can go in and we have list my property. So what happens is that you submit your listing, your name, your address, your URL, what elements of your property are accessible. Then we have two volunteers um, that will, one will look at the property, kind of give it an overall look and go, yep, this is, looks like it's accessible. The second person will then go in, validate it, enter the data, and then a third person makes it go live. So we put three sets of eyes on each property to make sure that indeed, you know, they are what they say they are. And we don't charge a fee. It really is a service so that we can, you know, hopefully see an increase in opportunities for people to travel. Our certification is it will, we, we charge $300 for certification. And that is one in a, a little over or under one and a half of stays. Um, for the average price in America for short-term rental property. And, and then what that will do, we hope, is that all certified properties on the different platforms will elevate to the top. So what you see is truly accessible. And as you go down and there are no more certifications, but they're listed as, as accessible, then those are the properties that you really have to look at. And um, we're just rolling this out now. So fingers crossed. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're, I think you're onto something from a business, uh, uh, from somebody that has a degree in business. Um, I think you're, I think you're onto to a viable business, uh, a viable business idea. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm excited to kind of watch how, uh, how things roll out. I myself have, have been on your uh, website, had a little bit of a look around and I can see, um, as I said, I can see potential for, uh, for places to stay, which is, you know, something that as a person with a disability, it's, it's just, it's not out there on the bigger platforms. So, um, so I really do speaking personally, one, thank you for your, for your efforts and the fact that, uh, you're doing this as a service is, uh, is just amazing. So, um, so just to, uh, to kind of wrap up any last minute thoughts that you want to share with our listeners, Lorraine? You know, I encourage people to check us out at www.becomingrentable.com. Um, and, um, you know, uh, and also we'd love to hear from folks, what are their needs? You know, we have worked with different national organizations um, about particularly areas that I have personally not experienced. 
I do not have a family member, nor do I have um, an intellectual disability, or am I, I on the autism spectrum. So we've sought out guidance and direction on what information is important. The same is true for vision and hearing. And um, so we always love to hear from people uh, about, you know, what their needs are. And if they've had a um, successful stay somewhere, please let us know where that is so we can include them in our resources. Okay. Well, and I, uh, you know, I certainly um, would be uh, happy to share some of my experiences as well. So for our listeners, uh, in the show notes, we have all of Lorraine's contact information, website, their social media platforms. So we're, I'm going to echo Lorraine's um, call to action to, to check them out. If you're a person with a disability or have a family member with a disability and you're looking to, uh, to travel, then you might just find your new, your new destination um, for your next vacation on uh, Lorraine's platform. So um, I want to thank Lorraine for joining us to, uh, today. And we will uh, talk to you again next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Accessibility Solutions. For a free 15-minute consultation to discuss how accessibility can improve your business bottom line, please visit solutions, the number four, accessibility.com. I love hearing from my listeners, so please feel free to email me at Linda at solutionsforaccessibility.com or connect with Accessibility Solutions on LinkedIn, Facebook, or subscribe to the Accessibility Solutions YouTube channel.